Well, it's devotional time. And I'm excited about today's word. Today, we get a chance to talk about marriage, separation, and divorce. But before we get started, I want to make sure I make it clear um, through this devotional a, a few things. Number one, just because we're talking about marriage and separation and remarriage and divorce, this word is just as much as valuable to somebody that's single right now and that may not be considering marriage right now. You need to know there are some certain things that God will like and what God has said about this issue. Even as you look around and you see the culture right now, you see, I'm going to just go through an introduction today. The scriptures that I'm going to refer to is Hebrews 13, chapter 13, uh, verses 4 through 5. I'm also going to refer you to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Read the whole chapter. This is, as I always say to you, this is just devotions. So this is just a small amount of time, but it's up to you and the Holy Spirit and God to allow him to talk to you about in depth about what it is that he wants to say to you individually. And the last scripture for today that I'm going to refer you to is Matthew chapter 19. And in chapter 19, you want to look at specifically as we refer to the, the specific things that Jesus talks about. Now, let's just pray and welcome God in into this conversation. Father, I'm asking to use me during this time. I know that there is a lot of things that you have walked me through. Allow my experiences, my emotions, not to get in the way of your word. Allow your, your word to be the standard to, that provide the guidance that your children need, that it provides the direction. Those that are struggling, that it would be the, the deciding point of whether someone stays married, someone's divorced, someone stays single. Allow it to be based on not me, but about you and the Holy Spirit. Walk them through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me start off by saying, the way that the world does separation, and I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to tell you, I did it from the world standard. You see, the world would have you go through whenever there is a disagreement in a in a marriage or when things are very when people are very happy we believe from the world standard that yes that's a great marriage 
But can I show you that God's original plan for marriage was not based on happiness? Because see, if we base it on happiness, happiness is something that it's got to be something happening. So that means that things got to be going good all the time. But that's not the way it is. God wants you to have joy, a joyful marriage. One that you know that it has nothing to do with your mate. But the original plan was for you to have a relationship with him. And out of that relationship, the, the, the one, the two of you become them. And out of that, the them have a relationship with him. And out of that, joy is sprung up. And therefore, it has nothing to do with happiness. It has something to do with your relationship with him. So, the basic scripture that I'm going to first refer you to is Hebrews 13. In Hebrews 13, the writer of Hebrews reminds us that the marriage bed should be honorable, meaning that it has to be respected by all people. It's supposed to be given honor. You see, the institution of marriage from God's perspective was one of God's first institutions that was created on the earth. So wouldn't you believe that it's the most important thing? Because it was a representation of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Imagine, it says in Ecclesiastes, Chapter three, it says that a threefold cord is not easily broken, meaning that with two of you and the Holy Spirit with God in the center, there's nothing that can come in between you. But the problem is our culture has it twisted. We say, if things are not going right, if somebody gets on my nerve, I have the option to take a break, leave because of my feelings are hurt because somebody is not treating me a certain way or they're not making enough money or they're not doing the things that I want them to do or she's not doing certain things and that's okay. Then that means it's okay for me to leave. In Matthew 19, Jesus was approached with the same topic. Is it lawful for me? Is it okay for me to give my wife a divorce? <laughs> Here's what Jesus said, and this is where I'm trying to base this foundation of this conversation on, because I don't know how long God is going to have us in it, but I want to make sure that I give you this foundation because he said it's recorded in the beginning. God made them male, see, male and female. And then he says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two becomes one united, united 
into one in oneness. And since there is no longer two individuals, but one, let no one split up, split apart what God has joined together. See, the thing of it is, there was never, there's not a provision for separation. And God made it clear and he made it in. And then they said, well, what about what Moses did? He said, aha, yes, Moses did permit this, but this is not what I've originally ordained. He said, but this is not what God intended. God intended for us to be married and to last a lifetime until death do us apart. But I tell you, the reason, the one of the clear reasons that you can't get a divorce is when there is adultery or when there is abandonment, meaning that somebody is physically abusive, somebody that's physically putting their hands on you or somebody that has abandoned their responsibility in the household. Um, Paul, Paul goes into in detail in 1 Corinthians 7. He goes in and he talks about two unbelievers being saved. One, and they get saved. One person gets saved. You were unbelievers and then one of you go and give your life over. And now you find yourself walking. Uh, you got an unbeliever and you got a believer walking together and there's confusion in a household. He's saying that's not an option to get a divorce right there. He said, because the believer covers the unbeliever. So that's not a reason to separate. He also gave the rules of, of separation. He says, if you, if you become separated, you need to reconcile with each other. Stay unmarried and reconcile. Notice he didn't say, go out, you can have a relationship with other people. And I got to be honest, I did it. And the only thing that that does is cause confusion <clears throat> or confusion between the children, confusion in your own household. And it leaves the enemy, the door to open up with the enemy. Whenever there is separation, when two people decide to separate, which is not ordained, it's nowhere in the Bible that God has scripturally said that it's okay to separate. It's not in the Bible. But the culture has said, it's clear, we can separate it. The only men of God, the, the times when they would separate was when they were doing God's work. So say for instance, you're a minister, you're a leader, and you're uh, going out and you're ministering to people. Well, you guys are physically not apart, but he's out there doing works of God or she's out there doing work of God. But however, there's not for a long period of time, but that person may be as a helpmate doing the other responsibilities of the household. Not, there's no separation in terms of because I'm mad, I'm angry, or you're not meeting my expectation or my needs. That's not a God-ordained separation. 
again, the scriptures are clear. But he goes on, Paul says it like this. He said, but if somebody abandons their role and decides to leave, they decide to move out, decide to, hey, I'm not no longer part. He says, let them go. You're allowed to go on peace. But he also said this other thing. It had to go through the channel of the church. In other words, it has to be approved by the church. You see, we go to God to get marriage. Shouldn't we go to God to get a divorce? No, but most of us, and we go to the, the courthouse, we go to other people to allow them to sign off on something that is not God-ordained. But if you want to know God's rule, and this is just an uh, introduction to what we're talking about, marriage, separation, and divorce. Now, in the days of come, I'm going to share with you some details, some mistakes I've made, and hopefully through the word of God, you can understand why God is using me to say this, this very topic, which is something that I believe that could help out a lot of people. But the reality of it is, as you go back and look through the scriptures and you look for yourself and you look exactly what his word says, if you have two people willingly come to God and say, I want to be married and I'm in covenant with God. Why would you think that God would want you to depart from the covenant? If you have two individuals that come together in a covenant and God has put you together and out of the covenant, kids come about and because things are not going a certain way or, and usually whenever there's separation, that means that you have one person not willing to become one. Because in a marriage, we begin to, marriage is about compromise. So two individuals have become one. So anything outside of Anything that gets gets in the way of that oneness, as God told them, let nothing separate. That means that nothing, no parents, no outside influences should separate that man and woman, that oneness, that union that God has placed together. So as I said before, this is just an introduction. Go and read the scriptures. I'm going to study in some more and I'm going to bring out more detail in the days to come. And we're going to begin to show you through the scriptures how certain people did certain things and how certain things were allowed and why there's the world is so confused right now. Because as I am, it's because they're leaning to their own understanding instead of leaning to the standards of God. See, the original plan, as, I, as I'm closing down, is, is that a marriage, a covenant relationship with God, two individuals in a covenant with God, 
Two individuals become one with God. Two individuals stay together as one with God. And if there's anything that any issues that come about of that, they're supposed to seek God on that behalf. So I, as I close, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are listening, allow them to go and to hear your voice. Allow them to understand what you said about their roles. For those that are married and, and are desiring your advice on how to keep their marriage strong and protective, give them wisdom and understanding about what you say about marriage. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Let me invite you as men and as women. This platform, even though that this is devotions, you're free to make comments. I'm not answering videos like one-on-ones, but you can, you're free to make comments on Facebook or make comments if you need me, need us to pray as a ministry about certain things that you're going through. You can leave and write those comments. That's fine. We'll pray for you. But just know that it's not about me. It's about God and the Holy Spirit. We want your relationship to be based on the standards of God, not the standards of Darnell, not the standards of any other thing except the Bible. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye.